Welcome to Cage Minds. I'm Micah Frankel, joined by the gamer Jordan Espinosa. It's been a long time since we talked on camera, sir. How you doing? Dude, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. It has been a long time. 14 months. 14 months. A lot has happened. A lot's changed. So let's go back real quick to leaving the octagon from the last fight. Uh, what was your thought process, process on moving forward from that fight? Well, I was about 95, 98% sure that I was getting cut. <laughs> uh, I mean, I had kind of figured, um, I was even worried about that even before that last fight. I was like, shit, I lost. So I think at that point it was three out of my last four. Um, so when they gave me the opportunity to just even fight to I was like, all right, well, I definitely have to win this one. Otherwise I'm getting cut for sure. Um, so I don't know, man, it was, it was shitty. I, I don't know. It's just rough. So it's like the 10 years to get to the UFC and I had six fights in the UFC and, um, I won a couple. Um, I mean, I realized those were accomplishments in themselves, <clears throat> in themselves, um, I think at, after my first fight, I was number eight in the world at flyweight. Um, and then for it to kind of end how it did and the performance I had, uh, definitely, definitely left a sour taste in my mouth. And so I'm, I'm ready to, to kind of get that out of, get that out of my mouth and get a win. Fuck. It's been almost two years since I've won a fight. And that's, that's crazy. This is the longest break I've ever had. Uh, in my entire 13-year career. So I'm ready to get back in there. You made a lot of adjustments I alluded to. When did you decide that it was time to find some different scenery than Albuquerque? Now you're out fight ready in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, when did you start thinking that a move may be necessary to benefit your career? Um, I mean, I've always kind of... I don't know, kept my options open and like, I'm always, I don't know, I'm always aware that things can change and things can change quickly in life in general. Um, I've trained at other places in the past. Um, but me and my girlfriend just had a talk and we were like, um, would you be interested in what do you think about moving? And then <clears throat> we kind of came to, didn't want to move anywhere too far from her family she's born and raised in new mexico and i have some family out here um and there's some good gyms out here and so this was kind of a natural place um it, it just kind of worked out um coach ray uh ray yee in albuquerque knew coach eddie child a striking coach here at fight ready and my management knew the head coach santino defranco at fight ready and so i decided i would check that place out first and I really liked it and I've been there ever since so I've been there since October of last year uh what was there to like what fell in a place well it was pretty cool when I first got there Figgy was getting ready for his fight with uh with Moreno his rematch and then he got pushed back a little bit so I got to be there for that camp um and then Wei Lee was getting ready for her fight with Rose so I gotta be there for that camp and then I get to see Zombie get ready for his fight. Uh, Yuri Pasha came in. I get to watch him get ready 
I mean, this is kind of cool. You just see all these other people and I get to take in knowledge from all these great different people and coaches and a lot of high level training. Um, I mean, like it took me a while to kind of get my rhythm going with training and just kind of healing up from my wrist surgery, but uh, I, I like it a lot. And I, after the first couple months and after I got a good rhythm with training going, um, it's, I feel like I've been here for five years now, so. You haven't been away from the cage really much at all throughout your professional career. This is the, the longest break of that professional run. What has that been like? You chomping at the bit to get back in there? Oh, for sure. Like I said, uh, it's been almost two years since I've won a fight. Um, 14 months is the longest I've ever taken off uh, in 13 years. So yeah, I'm definitely chomping at the bit. Um, I, I'm in really good shape. I've, uh, I just want to go out and have the performance I know I can have. Um, and I know, I don't want to make excuses, but I, I was fighting the best people in the world at 125. Um, so I know all of my competition was really good. And like, I'm, all, I was at fighting at the top of the food chain. So now I just want to go out there and compete. I don't care really about the competition. Uh, I want to go out there, take it one fight at a time, get a W, and then we'll see what we'll see what's next from there. What was it like the recovery from your first major surgery? Oh, it sucked. <laughs> you, you never really notice uh, how much you use. It was on my dominant hand too, so you never really notice. Or I, I took for granted um, just some of the normal things that you do on a daily basis that involves your hand that was taken away from me for a few months. Um, plus opening doors, uh, I don't know, picking up a gallon of milk, just things like that. Um, so honestly, at, at first it was, it was kind of shitty, but I got, I got used to using and more proficient using my left hand for things. Um, and then it also helped that I had my girlfriend here to help me with stuff too. So um, it sucked at first, but like everything else, just deal with it. Um, had a lot of re uh, rehab and stuff and it's good. It's good. I probably only took, I don't know, three months off from like doing anything. And then I got back into strength and conditioning. I got back into um, physical therapy and then I was probably able to start doing like wrestling, grappling and hitting and all that stuff about five or six months in. So uh, yeah, it's been good now. Combate America is the platform you're going to be returning to and you, you're going to be taking on Jose Zara. I yeah, his, probably... his name is pronounced Jose Zaraus from Peru. <laughs> From Peru, he has a lot of experience on his record. I'm sure you did not care who it was you were fighting. You were happy to get a fight, but now that you've looked into the matchups, what do you, you feel are going to be your biggest advantages here? Yeah, so he's probably going to be a little bit bigger since I, he's fought at 145 several times in his career, and I believe his last fight was actually his first fight at 135. But, I mean, like... Like I've had my entire career and even at 125s, I will for sure have a speed advantage. 
um, movement advantage, uh, athleticism, that type of thing. I, I imagine he will be much slower than me on the feet. <clears throat> um, and from all the fights that I've seen, um, he's going to try to clinch me and kind of make it a ugly, grindy, clinch, take me down, hold me down type of fight. He probably thinks he could do so if you watched my last fight. <laughs> So not to mention how hungry you are, but the perfect opponent to kind of get that feeling off of. You can correct some of the mistakes that uh, you felt you made in the last one, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's weird because when I started my career, you probably remember this. Like I was I was a wrestler, right? Like I was an overhand right, double leg takedown type of fighter uh, with okay striking. And then now and seemingly like the past five or six years, it's been people are trying to take me down and hold me down and all that kind of stuff. So I want to remind people that I actually can wrestle. <laughs> it's, it's actually my background. It's probably the reason I'm even in MMA. Um, so yeah, I, I am expecting a much more, uh, to showcase a much more like well-rounded skill set. Um, and yeah, that's going to be on display here next week. Do you feel like that's one of the biggest adjustments that we're going to see out of this now 14 month away from competition? Jordan is mixing things up a bit more. <laughs> I mean, I think you could definitely expect uh, some of the things you've seen in the past, you know, uh, good speed, heavy kicks or lots of kicks. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, my thing is, you had asked me about correcting some of the mistakes from my last fight, and a lot of that was this, uh, like, kind of technical things being held down, um, having my fence, having my back against the fence, uh, just being more aware of my like cage awareness. Um, so yeah, all of the training, all of the work I've been doing for the past five, six months since I've been out here, um, I do think that'll that'll be on display, and they'll should be able to see a huge difference from the last fight to now. New promotion, you're living in a new place, got a new corner, new voices. Is there an excitement for how different or new of an experience this will be? Yeah, I'm super excited. <laughs> like, if if nothing else, because it's just because I haven't done it in so long. Like, this is what I do this shit because it makes me feel for feel fulfilled as a person and I enjoy it and I haven't stopped enjoying it. It's been 13 years and like, I want to get back in there and fight because it's fucking fun to me. Um, and like, I couldn't imagine my life without it. So yeah, the biggest thing I want to go in there, I want to put on a great performance, but I want to have. Okay. We're back from break now, everybody with Jordan Espinosa. <laughs> Unexpected little technical difficulty right there. Might have talked too long and I guess pre-Zoom conversation. And I think I used up the full meeting time there. You were saying though, sir. Uh yeah. Well, sorry. What was the question again? <laughs> I think you were talking about your goals for the performance and really oh, yeah, what yeah. you wanted to do out there. Yeah, so my biggest thing uh is this, yeah, like I do this because it's fulfilling to me. And uh I mean 14 months off of not having what I love to do, uh, is rough. And it was, it was, it was hard. 
Um, so yeah, more than anything, I'm just ready to go back in there and have some fun. Did you feel all those 14 months? Cause it sounds like with the wrist surgery, the rehab moving, getting into uh, another gym, I almost would expect that you were so busy that maybe the first five or six months kind of passed before you knew it. Nah, <laughs> I mean, uh, being in a cast and having constant pain to remind you why you can't train. Like, yeah, those, those days were long. And, uh, so it def definitely did not go by fast. If anything, it, it drug on for a long time. Um, but once I finally was able to start being more active and just getting back into the groove of things and getting, getting settled down here in Arizona, like then it, it felt more, uh, it felt more like, okay, all right, this is what I've, this is what I do. So like, like what I'm used to. Um, so, yeah. How much uh, reviving is it when you get into that new gym, that new environment? I know you've taken some trips out to glory and now, like we mentioned, you've relocated, but you've got to learn new bodies because it, it's something new. It's almost not as intense as a fight, but that's still kind of new relationship all the time for sure it's it's new bodies uh new kind of relationships and interactions with coaches and different people um i don't know i've always kind of been decent at uh injecting myself into new situations and then just kind of uh adapting um i i that's like a point of pride for me um so Honestly, it was kind of seamless. Once I started training, other than like getting used to getting back into like training shape and learning to kind of work around my my lingering uh, wrist recovery, um, after I got through all of that, and it's just now it's like it's like like I said, it's like I've been there for five years. Uh, cool with all the guys. Uh, me and the coaches have a great relationship, so I'm excited to have my first fight officially under them and i'm expecting great results i know at some gyms you can kind of look at a fighter and oh he fights from that gym or he fights from that gym uh would you say that it was uh, a natural kind of molding with the coaches to increase your abilities rather than just kind of adapting their techniques yeah for sure i mean i i like uh so the head coach is Coach Santino DeFranco. Um, his system is very, I don't know, similar to Coach Luttrell's. Um, but I like, I feel like I fit well, really well into that type of system. Every, most of the guys there are really good wrestlers, decent striking. Um, and yeah, so Coach Santino DeFranco has more of a jujitsu background, but he's like, use jujitsu to beat people up. Uh, which is what, that's what I like to do. I don't like straight jujitsu. In fact, I can't stand straight jujitsu, but <laughs> uh, I, I like that kind of style. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think me being there has been a kind of a effortless transition in terms of uh, molding my style into, and adding the things that their techniques and stuff. I, I keep waiting for you to mention something hard. I almost want to ask you, but it, but it seems like it's just been kind of smooth sailing for you about what's, what's <laughs> been the hardest transition about this whole move, a new team, everything. It just sounds like the hardest thing is that you haven't got to compete. I mean, 
for sure the hardest thing is I haven't got to compete, but like the hardest thing out of all of it is just the, so this is my first time um, having surgery, but I had never before this, I had never taken off more than four weeks and 13 years of training period of doing something I've never in my life or since I was 14, since I started wrestling, never took off for more than four weeks of training. So the hardest thing for me was just sitting there with the cast on, not really able to do much. And uh, just kind of letting my body heal it was fucking nerve wracking. <laughs> uh, so like, that was the hardest part. Now, once I'm able to move, once I'm able to like, do things that I enjoy doing, which was hard for me to do um, this time last year, um, then things things are a little bit easier. But uh, I don't mean to say all this to say that this whole situation has been super easy. It's just that I've, I've finally found um, like a good training rhythm and a good like lifestyle rhythm that I didn't really have before, or at least initially when I first moved out here. So and if we can see the t-shirts kind of come in, coming in and out of the screen like right that. there, <laughs> it's the gamer. It's not just a, a logo or a moniker. So I, I'm sure you found a way with one good hand to still rack up a lot of time on the PC. You're like, I didn't know what to do with myself. I, I almost wanted to say, I don't want to say I know you that well, but I got an inkling of where a lot of those hours were burned up. <laughs> yeah you're you're definitely right uh even when i had one hand and i had my cast i was uh i was gaming i forget one of the games in particular i had googled i looked up i was like games to play with one hand on pc and i found a bunch of games to play with one hand um but once after about six weeks i was able to use my other hand like it wasn't very mobile but like i could still game with it um yeah, it was fine. But yeah, of course, of course, I'm going to be playing games till I'm 90 or until I've like have dementia. And even then I'll probably still be playing games. I was just saying you found something to do with the time. I didn't know what to do with myself. For sure. Uh, if ever I am bored or if ever I, there's nothing to do, my nothing to do is fallback is always video games. What is your expectations for the rest of the year now? What does it look like now that you're having this first fight with Combate? We're sure you're hungry to compete. What is the rest of 2022 looking like? I mean, well, if I come out of this unscathed as I plan to, um, like I said earlier, I, I really do just want to take it one fight at a time. I'm focusing on getting better and growing. Um, so one fight at a time, if I come out of this unscathed and with a win, um, I would like to get another fight before the end of the summer, maybe. Um, and then if all goes well, have another fight before the end of the year, be on a three fight winning streak, and then we'll see what happens. But yeah, I want, my goal right now is just to get better continue getting better, uh, stay in shape, stay healthy get a win next Friday, and then uh, move on from there. You brought it up before, earlier on when we were talking. 135 is where this fight's taking place. We saw you in the UFC at 125. 
135, 125, permanent move, still open to both. What's the thoughts on that situation? I mean, it's kind of on a fight-by-fight -fight basis. Um, but uh, this fight, I got like two weeks notice. So, I mean, if I want to cut to 125, I mean, I would like to have a little bit more notice. It's not like I wasn't training and stuff, but cutting down to 125 kind of requires like a pretty strict diet that I don't know if it's necessarily sustainable unless I have a fight coming up. Um, so it depends. Uh, my one fight in the UFC that I had at 135, I won. So that, that whatever that means. I mean, I know I fought Mark De La Rosa, who was a 25er as well, but still, I'm, I'll take it. Um, yeah, that's my thing. It it, it kind of depends. It depends on a lot of things. When I get the fight, who the opponent is, the style, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm in this weird kind of place um, as being a UFC vet. So everyone wants to get to the UFC or a bigger promotion by fighting like bums or less risky. And I'm considered high risk because or harder fight since I was, since I was a UFC veteran or am a UFC veteran. Um, but then on the same, on the flip side, there's like, they'll offer me like nine and O guys for like a thousand dollars and I'm not trying to do that either. So yeah. Uh, the weight, the weight is it's dependent. It's on a fight by fight basis. The weight is still on a fight by fight basis. Uh, stepping outside of your career real quick. I thought of somebody that I, I know kind of from the old gym that you were at, from Latrell's, and that also is under that Combate banner that you're really close to and wanted to get your thoughts on how Melissa Amaya has been progressing as a budding star there under their banner, uh, going from when you first saw her come into the gym to the martial artist she is now. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's like one of my best friends. Uh, she's now 3-0 and in the span of like six months. It's kind of crazy. Um, but no, I'm super proud of her. Um, I was there. I believe I was there her very first day she showed up at the gym. Um, and she has, me and her have a great relationship. We're good friends. She's friends with my girlfriend. Like, I'm super proud of her. One of these days, maybe we'll fight on the same card together. Um, yeah, no, it's just awesome to see um crazy like like i was saying earlier it's crazy how like things can just change so quickly she was o and o and out of nowhere she's a three and o pro now so there you go did you see that coming did you see her wanting to compete with i met her at comic-con she came up to me to have me take a picture <laughs> of her and andreas and at that point he's like yeah she trains at the gym I don't know if she's going to fight or not, though. So from that to this, I'm blown away. I didn't know if you saw it coming. For sure. I, I'm not going to lie and say I saw it coming. But, like, when she moved out there to Washington, I know she was training with uh, Juliana Pena and them. And so I'm sure she got crazy amounts of encouragement and inspiration just from uh, training with her and seeing them work day in and day out. Um and then at that point, it's just like kind of self-belief and then getting the fights yourself and getting the experience. And once she decided she was going to take a fight and do it, she did it. And so now she's doing it. So that's it's pretty cool to see. It's just I'm really not surprised anymore about how fast like things can change and how fast like awesome things can happen. I mean, I'm not surprised about how bad things can turn as well, but it's really cool to see that. Um 
Yeah, she's a professional fighter now. It's three and zero. We were both there. Saw you talk to you at UFC two seventy four this past weekend. How much do you think confidence plays into the career turnaround that we've seen Charles Oliveira go through? A guy that kind of crumbled <laughs> in some fights, and now. Dude, it just seems like confidence, self-belief. I don't know what it is, but that boy's willing to stand in the phone booth now in a way that he would not. That shit is wild. Uh, it's it's crazy. Like, it, it doesn't happen that often. And I think you kind of got to be a special kind of dude. Like, he's always had, like, really fucking good technique, especially in jiu-jitsu. Um, I think he just became more confident with his hands. And just kind of have started having like a fuck it mentality. Like if I get dropped, it doesn't matter. And you're going to have to separate me from consciousness. Otherwise I'm coming for your head. It's like when he stands up, he's still trying to kill you. Um, but then he also, no one wants to go to the ground with him. So it's wild to see because I remember he first came into UFC. I think he was, I don't know, maybe like 10 and 0 and then like, lost two or won two lost two and like was kind of up and down got submitted by fucking anthony pettis and beat up by cub swanta it's crazy it's crazy to think that like the same guy i think all of his losses are in the ufc every single one of them uh and now he's demolishing the 55 weight class it's it's wild and I got to then turn it over the conversation to kind of where you're at in your career. I, I know you and mentally how headstrong and confident you are. Did, did you have to have any of these conversations or have you been confident in the path, even though you've, you know, suffered some else, have you been confident in the path you're on? Yeah. I mean, that's been a, that's an ongoing, it's been ongoing throughout my career for sure. Um, but a long time ago, probably after the first Nick Urso fight, uh, I kind of made a decision of like, I, I can be happy without always focusing on, like throwing all my eggs into one basket, focusing completely on MMA and thinking that it's my life. And if I lose, my life is over. And if I win, it's the greatest thing ever. Like, don't get me wrong. I love competing. Um, I love winning. Um, but... MMA in and of itself isn't what determines my happiness. Uh, there's a lot of things that do that. There's my relationships with people, um, how I treat people, um, just things like that. And so my, my goals in life outside of fighting. Um, so that being said, um, confidence and like struggling with my losses and struggling at getting better or being unproficient in a certain area. Um, sure. I've struggled to be confident in certain aspects of my game or just like, am I good enough? Like, should I be in the UFC kind of thing? Um, I've struggled with that several times throughout my career, but I don't know. I've always, <laughs> and maybe this is the more cocky side of me, but I, I've always like felt in every single one of my losses to this day, for the most part, um, that like, damn, it really is like kind of a game of interest. Like I make a couple different decisions, whether technical in the fight or just like leading up or whatever, 
and things could be totally different. Um, so I know skill wise and technique wise and all that stuff work ethic wise and mentally that I'm there, but sometimes this thing's just a game of inches and like any mistakes, any mistakes in preparation, any lapse of judgment in the fight and that's it. And that that's, that's kind of life though. Um, so I don't, I try not to take it. I try not to be too hard on myself whenever, whenever I do make mistakes because it's going to happen. And how stressful is the high pressure decision making of an MMA fight? Because because people don't think of it in that context. They're like, you're getting in there and fighting, and you don't think of it if it's no, it's a hundred million micro decisions that lead to everything that happens as they're fighting. Yeah, so this upcoming fight is going to be my 35th, 35th fight, including amateurs. Um, MMA fight, not it's not even including my professional boxing fights or any of that. So uh, it get definitely gets uh, I don't want to say easier. It's easier to handle and easier to recognize certain feelings and things um, the more you do it. But yeah, people don't really truly understand. Um, it's kind of why I don't uh, like. You see all the talk online and stuff, talking shit about Rose and Carla and their fight. But, like, people don't understand. That shit's not easy. Like, one person's trying to implement their game plan against another, and it's for a world title. And there's 18,000 people screaming. Like, it's hard shit. And it's stress-inducing, and you got to handle that stress, and you're adrenaline dumping, and it's, it's wild. Now, I've never fought for a title at that scale but like i understand the the magnitude of just like oh fuck there's another trained fighter across from me that's really good one of the best in the world and they're trying to hurt me um that in and of itself even if there was zero pressure of a title fight um that's really difficult to handle um some people handle it handle it better than others some people find what works for them um, but I don't think it's necessarily an exact science that like someone can write down and someone follows it and have the same results every time. It's it, that's, what's kind of cool about the journey that like every athlete also has to have their, their approach and mentally and physically to help them get through, um, the situation and the fight and hope and have confidence that their approach will lead them to the results they want. You've competed on many a stages. And like I said, we saw each other at the fight. You were a spectator. There's something just different about the live experience of the UFC, even from all the experience that you've had at live events, right? Oh, 100%. And uh, this was my first big UFC event as a spectator. I actually never even watched a UFC event. I, was, I had four fights in the UFC myself before I ever went to one as a spectator. Um, even the one I went to was a small fight night one back in uh, Albuquerque. Um, this one was next level. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, even my girlfriend was like, wow, this is way better in person than on TV. Uh, yeah, it's something something weird and cool about the, the energy of the crowd and just the chaos and the tragedy and the terrifying knockouts that watching them in person like it's i don't know it's almost kind of hard to put in words but it's uh i think it's fucking awesome 
And now you've been back out on the hunt looking for fights. So as we said, you found one with Kambate, but we can now ask you, it's better to be with the UFC than on the outside, it feels like. Oh, 100%. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like this weird free agent with uh, like people turning down fights and like hard to find fights and pays not as good and like all of the above. And at least I had some sense of job security back then. Um, but I don't know. I, like I said, like one fight at a time, um, as long as I'm getting better, as long as I'm staying healthy, then I can continue doing this for as long as I want. Um, that's the goal. Stay better or get better, continue to grow and stay healthy. If I can do those things, then the career can keep going. <laughs> um, but yeah, being in the UFC, as opposed to where I'm at now. Yeah. Not, not anything against combat. They just mean, I just mean like the state of being like kind of a in the wild agent. West. Yeah. In the wild West of like trying to find right fights on the regional scene and all that. Yeah. Being in the UFC was definitely better. Yeah. That's why I kind of try to worry like before you were with Kambate, I, I'm like, yeah, because I don't know, dude, could we're seeing you at 35 and, and this is just a far-fetched idea. Do you think we could pack on the pounds to get you to 45 to go for that PFL belt? No. Hell no. <laughs> I will never fight at 45s. Ever. I mean, unless I, I mean, I guess, unless I just hit like some fucking crazy growth spurt while I'm 35. Like, no, that's not, that's not going to happen. I'm not, I'm 32, by the way. But yeah, no, that's not going to happen. I plan on being at either 135 or 125. I've never fought outside of that in my entire career. Um, I'm at a good weight now and when I'm training and in good shape, I'm at a decent weight. So yeah, you're never going to see me at one featherweight. It's just their lightest weight class. It's the easiest. It's not like Bellator does ban a weight Grand Prix every year to get you that million. They got one going on right now. Well, if they have an alternate spot and they need another one, if another dude, heaven forbid, another dude falls out of that tournament, yes, no, I, I would say you should be alternate. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. It, it all depends on, like, one, where the opportunities lie, obviously. Um, and two, I, I got to make myself kind of an attractive choice. Um, and the best way to do that is by winning fights. And so... I'm planning to get back on the on the winning track next week, and it's going to be about damn time. Do you then recognize not wanting to add more risk into what you're doing, but little more cognizant of a finish is going to kind of look better at this point? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I always recognize that and understand that, um, but for me and but for me personally, I'm coming off of two losses. Um, like my my main goal is just to get a W. I don't care if it's a finish. If, if it's a finish, that'd be fucking amazing. But I don't care if it's a finish or if I win by decision. The goal for me is a W. And then we'll we'll see what's what's up after that. One more time, 
the t-shirt. Where can everybody pick it up? I saw there are many a different kind of merchandise with the logo available. Where can they pick them up? Yeah, so I got t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, baby onesies, youth sizes, stickers of the Gamer logo. Um, and yeah, you can pick it up at thegamermma.com. It's my own personal uh, merchandise store. Um, and that's thegamermma.com. Anything specifically special about the logo that we need to know about? Well, they have some cool kind of gaming references on them, but I'll let people see if they can figure them out themselves. I know what they all are, obviously, because I helped design the shirt, but yeah. So we got some Easter eggs there on the shirt for everybody. Yep, including in the title. Jordan Espinosa, Combates America. We're going to see you back in action next Friday night. Happy to see you getting back to fighting. Yeah, man, I'm happy to be back in there. Uh, I'm not going to get too excited yet until both of us weigh in and I know the fight's going down for sure because I've had too much fuckery happen. <laughs> and, and real quick, do you think it'll serve you uh, beneficially that I believe they're still doing their, are they still doing them in Miami in the studio? I believe so, yeah. I, so I don't think there's going to be a crowd. I think it's going to be kind of the like just a cage in there and then the production team and then fighters and cornermen, I think. I'm like 90% sure. You're already kind of used to that environment. Any advantage for you there? Uh, eh, I don't think it's an advantage. I haven't fought in 14 months. I'd call that a disadvantage. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm not worried about the environment. The, like, honestly, that's kind of the last thing on my mind. I. I think I'll be fine. I've, at this point, I know that guy has a lot of experience, but so do I. And I feel like I've fought in basically every kind of environment. So I'm not really worried too much about that. Oh, and shit, I, I was going to let you go before I asked you. Dominic Cruz does not believe in ring rust. Where are you on that theory? Uh, I think it's always better to have a, to be active. Like, I think, I think it, you get a sense of, familiarity and comfortability when you're constantly competing now some people can fucking like not fight for three years and maybe still muster up that sense of familiarity and comfortability good for them um i haven't taken this much time off so i guess we're gonna see <laughs> but uh i think i think i'll be all right it's good getting to talk to you buddy uh, it's good to talk to you too micah